Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good morning. Welcome to Apple Turnover for May 24th, 2023. The New York Mets were defeated last night by the Chicago Cubs by a score of 7 to 2. Tyler McGill looked like garbage, the Mets' defense looked even worse, and the Bats could not make it a sixth straight win. Now, it's easy to get frustrated at this game, and I did. Um, However, a five-game winning streak against uh, some very good teams uh, feels very different than a, a loss to a middling Cubs team. But a couple of things I think are worth noting here. Uh, Drew Smiley looked very good for the Cubs and has looked very good for the Cubs this season so far in general. He's been a pleasant surprise for them. Um, What hasn't been a pleasant surprise is Gary Sanchez's defense because he looked like dog shit tonight, Uh, as did Tommy Pham. There was a throwing error by uh, Brett Beatty in this game. Just generally, the, the defense looked like trash. The thing with Gary Sanchez, and I, I, I did a whole podcast where I talked about this, and Chris and I talked about this on Today or Love Tomorrow, the World Series. I see nothing wrong with signing Gary Sanchez. I see nothing wrong with giving him a chance. I see nothing wrong with giving him a chance until a decision has to be made about the Mets catching situation. But once that decision has to be made, unless he is hitting and defending better than Francisco Alvarez, there is no reason he should stay with the team. And right now, he's doing neither of those things. So Alvarez should not be sent down to the minors when Nito is ready to come back. Um, I I shouldn't even have to say that. But, you know, Alvarez was starting the bulk of the games before Nito hit the IL anyway. So, yes, whenever Nito comes back, Alvarez needs to stay. Sanchez needs to get out of here. Or you keep him as a a righty pinch hitter. You you basically give him the Tommy Pham role. um, Or you make him the Daniel Vogelback of the right side if you don't think Vientos is going to be that guy. Uh, I would rather roll the dice on Vientos. Again, it's a fine pickup, a cheap pickup. I am all for the Mets taking flyers and these guys and seeing what happens. But clearly, clearly Alvarez is doing better. Clearly Alvarez deserves to be in the majors. Clearly Alvarez is going to be sent down because the Mets don't know what the fuck they're doing with the catching situation. And that's very frustrating. To me, that's the most frustrating part of this game. As I'm watching this game, and I have to say, I watched most of the game that I saw, I watched with the volume off. So I was doing family stuff. So I was just watching the game, talking to my kids, whatever. And so I don't know if this was brought up on the broadcast at all tonight or not. I heard about 10 seconds of Gary Cohen's call tonight. But I'm just watching the game, and I'm thinking, this guy's going to get more major league plate appearances, and Alvarez is going to be sent down, isn't he? Oof. It's just it's a bad situation for the Mets. I get that they don't want to waste the investment they made in Narvaez and Nito, but they have to realize that Alvarez is going to help them win more games. They have to realize that. And Alvarez is a is going to be a bigger investment in this team than the millions of dollars they put towards Nito and, Al- and Narvaez. Now, 
if you can make the argument that you're going to trade Nito nine days into his return and then call up Alvarez, I could maybe buy that. And I can understand why the team can't say that publicly. They can't say, we're going to bring back Nito and show that he's healthy and then trade him. I understand why that's not the way it works. But I also don't think the Mets are going to do that for a number of reasons. So, I don't know. It's a very frustrating situation. The Tommy Pham of it all is a little bit less frustrating. I think he's essentially what you get when you get a fourth outfielder who is prioritizing offense over defense. But... If that's the case, he should be hitting better. And if that's the case, he should be playing the field a little bit better than he is. Um, it's just a bummer. Again, there were lots of better fourth outfielder choices than Tommy Pham, but the Mets waited too long, or they couldn't guarantee enough playing time. Um, again, not blaming the front office for that one. You know, guys like Andrew McCutcheon wanted to play more. And that makes sense. I get it. So... What this means for the Mets, it probably doesn't mean much. They, they could still very easily take two of three from the Cubs. Um, you know, the, the Cubs, as I mentioned before, the Cubs are not exactly a, a world-beating team this year or any year for the last couple of years. Uh, sorry, Cubs fans. I'm not trying to be a dick about it. You know, they are currently in uh, third place in the NL Central, four and a half back. Technically, that's the same amount that the Mets are back, four and a half back, but the Mets have a, a winning record, and the Mets are just a, a much better team than the Cubs are right now. Um, and, you know, you want to see the Mets. We, we, Chris and I have been talking about this a lot. I don't. It's a little bit on the show, but like every time we text each other, it's always like, I never want to hear a single person complain about beating up on on uh, bad teams ever again. So, you know, um, Senga goes tomorrow for the, for the Mets, and uh, the Cubs have... Uh, Marcus Stroman going. That's an interesting matchup. I um, I would take Senga in that. However, the Mets are also starting Carlos Carrasco on Thursday. And the Cubs are starting... Uh, who are they starting? Uh, Jamison Talion, who is, again, not a fantastic pitcher. Um, you know, so far this season, he has an ERA of eight... But Carlos Carrasco isn't that much better this season. In fact, I'd say Carrasco might be worse this season. Let's see. What's Carrasco's ERA at the moment? And I'm aware ERA is not the best uh, metric uh, for any of this. Oh, his ERA is 868. So about the same. Yeah. Uh, two garbage pitchers are facing off uh, on Thursday. So you hope the Mets bats wake up for that game and just kind of allow Carrasco a, a, a you know a reasonably terrible start as opposed to a catastrophically terrible start, because um, you know when when they go to Colorado you have Scherzer, Verlander, and Senga, and that's those are the three you want facing your best teams, your best opponents rather. So I'm fine with Carrasco starting against the Cubs as frustrating as that will look I'm I'm more or less okay with it um, I'd rather they have a better pitcher in that position than Carrasco but Carrasco is just coming off the IL still we have to give him a little bit more time before we judge but um, yeah M McGill and Carrasco in the same series is is a bit of a rough go for the Mets anyway thank you for listening we truly appreciate it go to 
homerunapplesauce.com or patreon.com slash homerunapplesauce to support this podcast directly. You can follow me on Twitter at Brian Needs an App. And until next time, let's go. Next.